Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jerry Petito Show on Remember Then Radio. So, you know, guys, I always bring it, right? And I normally, normally will allow my incredible guest co-host, Kojak, to introduce our guest, but not today. It's not happening. Not today. Okay? I am going to be introducing my guest, but before we do that, I have a little something for you. Just a kid. Don Kirshner brought me this song. He said, the monkeys just turned this song down. He said it was too sweet for them. Anyway, this song went on to be the number one record of 1969. It went around the world, number one. It sold six million copies. And I'm going to sing my hit for you. It's called Sugar Sugar. Come on, Ron Dante. Sugar Sugar, how are you, baby? I'm great. I'm great. Alive and well and having fun. This is so cool. Okay, I didn't forget about you, Kojak. You know I love you, but I had to do that. So everyone, I would like to introduce our incredible, incredible RTR DJ, my guest co-host today, Kenny Kojak. How are you? Welcome to the Cherry Potato Show! Oh my gosh, you are crazy. <laughs> Listen, I bet you were shocked I didn't let you introduce our guest today, right? No, I'm not shocked. It's okay. your show. I'm just on the sideline. No, I always let you, but not today. <laughs> I well, am that's so because excited. you are all hyped up and you are all sugar-loaded. Oh my gosh, you ain't kidding. So, Ron Dante, I want to play Sugar Sugar for everyone listening, and we'll probably even close with it, but I must play it now because everyone in the chat room is going crazy. And then we will talk. Here we go, guys. Sugar. Oh, honey, honey. You are my Just can't believe 
Did that just really happen on the Jerry Petito show? Get out of here. So listen, Ron Dante, I love you, man. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Could you just give me a line or two of that song a cappello, please? Gee, gee, of course. <laughs> Sugar, ba 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 Ah, honey, honey, ba 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 You are my candy girl And you got me wanting you Guys, Thank you. right here on the Jerry Petit Show, Remember Them Radio, you just heard Ron Dante acapella singing that to all the ladies out there, baby. I wanted to take credit and say it was just to me, but it's to all the ladies. Ron, I love you, man. How are you? I am good. I am good. I got my shot. Uh, I feel great. Uh, I'm ready to go back on the road at some point this year. So uh, things are good. So before Kenko starts his mess... Can we hear you tell us about this song, please? One of the greatest songs of all time, known all over the world. Well, it, it's it's funny how it happened. Uh, the uh, the producer, uh, my producer, uh, Jeff Barry, uh, was a great songwriter, of course. Jeff Barry and Ellie Greenwich, they wrote 20 or 30 hits in the 60s, at least. They wrote Be My Baby, <laughs> To Do Run Run, and Hanky Panky. Anyway, Jeff needed a song, so he was working with a singer named Andy Kim. And he, um, he called Andy up and he said, you know, we need a song for the Archies. And Andy Kim said to him on the phone, how about something like sugar, bum, 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 bum. how about that, honey, honey? And Jeff said, get over here right away, let's write it. They wrote it. And uh, when I walked into the studio, they were working on the track for it. And they worked hard on that track, uh, longer than any of the other Archie records. And I remember thinking, this must be special because Jeff and Andy are working really hard on it to make sure that the pocket was good, you know, the rhythm and everything. And when I finally got to sing it, I, w- I was happy to sing it, but I wanted to give it a special sound. So I kind of added a hush voice to my voice. I kind of didn't sing it out strong. And that was the sound of, of the Archies. And that was the sound of the record. And uh, we knew we had something that night, but I was, I couldn't be, a, a, I was shocked that when it became, went number one around the world, in every country, people didn't even know the cartoon or the Archies. They knew that they loved sugar and sugar, sugar. You know, I just have to talk about it a little bit, and then we'll let Kojak talk. That song, to this day, when people hear it, when I hear it, I giggle and laugh and dance and just giggle. It's the greatest ever. You know, that song puts smiles on everyone's faces all over the world when we hear it. Yeah, and it was and it was a it was a very tumultuous time. Uh, Nineteen sixty nine was a, not a calm year. There was there was a lot going on, a lot of protests, a lot of war, a lot of uh, of course great things happened like Woodstock and uh, you know uh, Man on the Moon. So it was a very pivotal year. But I must say, uh, for us to come out number one, uh, uh, you know, uh, for the whole year was it was amazing. You know, beating out you know Rolling Stones, The Fifth Dimension, uh, you know the Beatles. All those groups that had great records out that year. It was a great honor, and it, and, it, and I was I was very happy to be a part of it. Well, well, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, I have a little surprise. Hi, this is Ken Bojack from the '60s Jukebox Review. You're listening to the Jerry Petito Show, my fellow co-host on Remember Then Radio. So let's hear from Kenny Kojak. Hey, wow, we, we I listen. We are so privileged to talk to this man. There's so much history involved that we'll talk about. But you're talking about a number one song, not only of that week or 
actually weeks that uh, the song was, was in, it was in the uh, charts starting from May 24 to 1969 on the calendar label and on the Kirshner label. But you're, you're talking about Austria, Belgium, Brazil, Canada, Denmark, Germany, <laughs> Ireland, Norway, Spain, Sweden, Sugar Sugar, UK. Sugar Sugar was all around the world. And like Ron said, it was uh, written by Jeff Barry, Andy Kim, and uh, and if I'm not wrong, wasn't uh, wasn't Tony Wine back singing with you uh, as well in that song, Ron? Yeah. Yes, Miss Tony Wine, uh, one of my best friends and uh, my sister in music, uh, was the girl voices on the, of the Archies on our first big album. Uh, she was both Betty and Veronica. <laughs> and, uh, of course, Tony Wine was, was a legendary songwriter on her own. Right. You know what she wrote, Groovy Kind of Love and Candida and Black Pearl. She's a talented, talented girl and still one of my best friends. And that song, again, okay, was re-released on an R&B Soul single Wilson Pickett in 1970 as well, and it charted. It That's was, right. It was it was a hit. It just showed it. But some some songs can go through different genres and still be successful. Uh, Tina Turner recorded it. Uh, the, a lot of people uh, recorded the song, and and it's always sounded good. It's amazing how that uh, song was adaptable, and uh, it was a very cool thing. Oh, amazing. Oh, yeah. Definitely, and, and Tom Jones did in 70, Gladys Knight and the Pips in 75, Ike and Tina Turner in 77, Olivia Newton-John on a soundtrack in 2012. I mean, this song will never, ever die. Never. It'll, it'll be around way, way after we're, we're not here anymore. It's just one of those songs. It's a, and we caught something that night at the recording session. There was something, there's something that happened. It's like when lightning strikes and boom, you know something has uh, legs and it's going to go on. And uh, that's what happened that night. Uh, the magic of the songwriters, the magic of the musicians, uh, the producer, of course, Jeff, who was a hit maker beyond hit makers. I mean, he's just one of, he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, along with his wife, Ellie. Amazing, amazing night in the studio. And, and, and look, look how far it is. I mean, kids, five-year-olds, know it. They dance to right. it, you know. Right? It's, it's an amazing accomplishment. Oh and gosh. I don't take credit for it. I, I think it's just it has it has its own longevity. And, and uh, Jerry, I'm going to tell you something now, a fact, that you're going to be excited about. Elvis? We just had Lala Brooks being interviewed, and guess what? That song was written by Jeff Barry, the do run run I'm talking about. Then he kissed me. Be my baby, chapel. I mean, so many great hits. You're talking about Jeff Barry. Oh yeah, I mean Jeff. Jeff and his wife Ellie Greenwich one year wrote 14 hits. At the, at the BMI dinner, they kept getting up at the BMI dinner when they award the songs of the year. Right. They, they, it looked like a testimonial to Jeff and Ellie. Because they kept getting up every uh, and now do do run run and now then he kissed me. <laughs> they kept announcing their songs. They kept getting up and and thanking the and finally ran out of things to say. Oh my gosh! So real quick, run when I introduced when I interviewed her recently, she was a firecracker. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. And then then um, Kojak interviewed her and played part of our interview because she was hysterical. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, she was. That, that she's definitely a great lady, and, and uh, uh, but she she, uh, she talked about the spotlight that she was taken away from uh, with uh, another singer that that did her song that was written by Gene Pitney. He's a rebel. That you know yeah. she never got to sing that. You know she was a firecracker. So. Yeah. Let's get, Kojak, let's give a shout out to everyone in the chat room. And also because you named all these countries, um, I'm going to say this part and then you say the rest. So we've got UK in the chat room, Anthony from the UK. We've got Ellie Shaw from Ireland listening. Okay. Listen, we've got Shirley from Hong Kong listening. We've got Limpy from Australia listening. We are all over the world now, guys. But I'll tell you what, Pablo's in the car. He's an incredible singer and he is listening now as well. We've got Al Contrera listening. We've got Gary Puckett listening. I mean, this is crazy. Larry Chance is listening. We're waiting for Ken Brady from the casinos to get into the chat. He's listening. So now give a shout out to everyone in the chat room, Kojak. Well, there's another lady here that's probably all filled with sugar, sugar. And her name is Candy. Yeah. And from what I understand, Candy is a loyal fan of Ron Dante. So in the chat room, Candy, write down where you're from, okay? We just want to know where you're from, Candy, all right? I know that you follow around Ron uh, Dante wherever he goes, and uh, i just like to curious to find out where you're from, the Candy Girl. <laughs> the can- that's what I type, the Candy Girl. I love it. So, yeah, so hello to everyone in there. I don't want to miss anyone. Tony Belskis, he's an incredible singer as well. So we've got Mike, the Baron of Bayside. Hello, Diane. Listen, Carol, hello, girlfriend, Bubba. We've got so many people listening to the show. I want to thank you all. So Carol's always, Carol is always sending me Tootsie Roll lollipops. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So now I want to play, and then, of course, we'll have... Ron talk about it and then of course Kojak will give all the facts bang shangalang here we go I recall just walking down the street trying to escape the city heat I saw her from the corner of my eye yeah she looked so good I thought I'd die my heart went bang shangalang Thank you. 
story behind this, Ron, right? It's so funny, you played Bang Shang Alang. First of all, it was the very first Archie single released. Second of all, it was my audition song for the Archies. When I contacted Jeff Barry and Don Kirshner, I, I heard they were looking for a lead for the, the Archies. I went to the studio, RCA studio in New York, and they said, well, sing this song. I went out in the studio, and it was Bang Shang Alang, and they kept that vocal. <laughs> So what you hear is my audition, my very first Archie song ever. And uh, it did very well. It was top 20. Uh, it, was, it, it broke the ice for the Archies, I must say. It, was, it, was, it introduced us to the world. So cool. Go ahead, Kojak. You're busting. Let's hear it. No, I'm not busting. I'm, well, I'm busting because <laughs> of Ron Dante on your show today. Yes. Because he, he posts so many positive things. You know, we need positive positivity yep. during this pandemic. Yep. And he posts on Facebook so, so many positive things to, to, for, for all of us to read. And, uh, you know, I, I, I thank him for that. Uh, but you're talking about peaking in 1968. You're talking about South Africa. It peaked at number three in South Africa. That's amazing. You know what I mean? And uh, it's it, 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 it just amazing. Again, it's Jeff Barry. Uh, there was uh, other versions that were done um, by Carmen Villani and the Walkers and and Young and the Young Blood and. Uh, in this, in the um, Archie Andrews on uh, guitars and vocals, and Reggie Mantle on bass, and Doughead Jones on drums, Betty Cooper vocals and percussion, Veronica Lodge keyboards, and Kevin Keller on bass. Uh, you're talking about uh, music that 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 can get you up out of the chair and make you happy. It's happy music. Uh, you know, it was meant. It was meant for very young people who are optimistic. Right. And that was, and a, in a time of great stress, it was nice to put out something positive and uplifting. It was also, uh, Sugar Sugar, in, 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 uh, getting back to that, was a dance record. I mean, a lot of Archie records were great dance records. Mm-hmm. So that, that, was, that was the best thing about it. But uh, Bang Shang Lang was, was an interesting, interesting song because Jeff was the king of hooks. I mean, more hooks than, than a fishing tackle box. He, the man threw, knew how to throw hooks together. And, uh, and boy, it was fun singing it. So I want to, wait, I want to share something with you. Kojak, you mentioned Africa. Do you know I didn't know that about the song? Two of my friends from Lagos, Nigeria, from O&E, shared my thing. That's probably why. I didn't you know. know... In, South Af- yeah. in South Africa, we, we had, a song, had a song called Summer Prayer for Peace. I didn't know that. That went went number one in South Africa. I didn't know that. I said, I thought they were just doing me a favor. They did it because of who you are. That's incredible. No, no. The Archies had an impact down there, and it 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 was very profound. Well, Lagos, Nigeria, shout out and thank you, baby. 
Wow. Okay. So real quick, Ken Brady made it into the chat room. Thank you, Cindy. She helped him from the casinos. Then you can tell me goodbye. He is there. Awesome. Um, and Ron, I think you should give a shout out to two of your, your really good fans. Cause we have another one in there now, Laura. Yes, I wanted to say hello for Laura Pinto, who's one of my best fans in the world and very helpful. Every time there's a holiday, she sends me a picture that she's done for me of me in, in a holiday setting. And they're just fabulous. You know, she just does the greatest artwork. And uh, I'm really, really happy that she's my good friend and, uh, and longtime fan. Oh, and Sandy's from Seattle, it says. Ah, Seattle, yes. She gets around, Candy, don't you? (laughs) That's great, man. That's great. You know, I want to say something to Laura. So he loves all your photos. He had to um, reprimand me. I put the wrong photo on one of my ad pages. It was one of those imposter groups. I didn't even know that. Yeah. You know, there were a lot of groups. There were even R&B groups that called themselves Archie's. Because we didn't tour at the time. So the uh, Don Kirshner had to get the FBI after them. Oh, my God. Stop, stop them from going out and saying they're the Archies. Because uh, they were making a lot of money. They had a number one record they could claim. You know, it was, just, it was a fun time. I don't care. You know, oh, I'm going to put imposters across that photo and leave it in my album, though. That's what I'm going to do, because that's pretty cool. All right. We have to thank Bowser putting into effect the truth in music so that there aren't any phonies that claim to be a certain artist on stage, you know? Yes, yes. John, John is a great guy, and he's done so much good for all the artists. Right. His, his, his pushing that forward has helped so many artists get back into the business uh, legitimately and not, and not have to compete with all these phony groups. Right. John's a great guy. Right. That's I crazy. To, uh, That's crazy. I want to hey, get China Ina. China Ina is in the house. Here we go, guys. Hi, this is Ken Brady of the Original Casinos on the Jerry Petito Show. I'm giving this gal a great big hug and a kiss. She always plays our Hall of Fame hit. Then you can tell me goodbye from 1967. Kiss me each morning for a million years. Hold each evening at your side. Tell me you love me for a million years. Then if it don't work out, if it don't work out, then you can tell me goodbye. I'll never tell any of you guys goodbye. Never, never, never. You're stuck with me forever, all of you. All of you. <laughs> so, why do, do I love that song? Beautiful that's song. that song. I mean, come great on, memories. right? Brings back great memories. Well, Ken is in the in the chat room. If you'd like to say hello to him, Ron. I would like to say hello. Thank you for singing that song. It, it's part. It's part of my uh, growing up and my uh, heritage. Oh. Uh, in a in a in a, a summer in the summer uh, in a convertible. That song. Yes. So now I'm going to play. Here we go, guys. I love this. I love them all. Jingle Jangle, the Archies. Here we go.
Incredible, incredible song. Ron Dante, tell us about this song, baby. Well, what you just heard was really a duet between Tony Wine and myself. Because Tony covers the Sing Me Sing Me's and all the answers and sang backgrounds with me. Uh, I remember that I think they recorded the song, the track, in the wrong key. Because then they asked me to sing it, but it was too high, so I used my falsetto voice. Mm. Like, like Lou Christie or, or, you know, Frankie Valli. Mm. It came out fine. It was fine. It, for a follow-up to Sugar Sugar, though, I thought it, it should have been a different song, you know, because Sugar Sugar had a definite sound for the vocal, right? Male mm. vocal. And this one it was a complete a, a change of pace and a, a, a different sound. But I'm looking at a gold record up on the wall right under Sugar Sugar, and it's Jingle Jangle. So I can't kick. Mm. <laughs> It, it was a, a lot of fun to do that record. And a lot of people like Jingle Jangle. They, it gets played. Amazing. Real quick before you talk about it, Kojak, Ken Ryan is in the chat room. He's an incredible entertainer, and I'm hoping to get to meet him in May and hug him as well. Hello, Ken. So now, Kojak, tell us your version of what you want to talk about, about that song. Well, again, you're talking about Jeff Barry. You're talking about Andy Kim, produced by Jeff Barry on the Kirshner label November 1969 the B-side was, was Justine and uh, it was a, a number 27 hit on the US easy listening chart and it was number 10 on uh, on the US uh, Billboard top 100 hits and it was number one in Canada wow. what do you think of that wow. wow that's number one in Canada I think 
that's the Andy Kim effect, since Andy was a Canadian. Uh, so maybe it had something to do with the loyalty of the fans for Andy also. So that's a very cool, uh, inf- I love that information. That's great. Wow. Yeah, well, that's good. Whatever works, you know. Yeah, whatever works. That's pretty hit cool. Number, hit one, hit one, hit one. There we go. Very cool. I have friends in Canada. Wait till they hear that. All right, baby. So now let's play a couple cute little things here. Here we go. I came into every one of your homes with my, uh, my wonderful commercial. So I'm going to sing one while the guys sing up. You might remember this one. I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. I'd like to buy the world a Coke and keep it company. Well, it's the real thing. Coke is, that's the way it should be. Maybe you know the answer to this one. It goes, sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Almond joys got nuts, mounds don't, right? Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Oh, very good. So every time you heard, I'm a pepper, he's a pepper, he's a pepper, she's a pepper. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? Be a pepper, drink Dr. Pepper. All right. So anyway, and there's another one. Uh, Get a bucket of chicken finger licking good. Have a barrel of fun. Well, goodbye, ho hum. Say hello to your family. Come on, everyone. Get Kentucky Fried Chicken. We'll have a barrel of fun. Nobody gets fried chicken anymore, right? KFC. You, you deserve a break today. So get up and get away to McDonald's. I sang that one with a guy named Barry Manilow. Tell us about these commercials. Well, commercials were, were my uh, stock and trade. For years, I was a commercial singer. Uh, I, would, I would get up in the morning and people would book me and I'd go sing for McDonald's or uh, Dr. Pepper or Budweiser. Uh, there was a lot going on in New York City and a lot of singers were doing commercials. I would sing alongside like Luther Vandross or... Or Michael Bolton, or Valerie Simpson of Ashford and Simpson, Melissa Manchester, and of course Barry Manilow. They were all, we were all like struggling singers trying to make make uh, uh, ends meet and get a record deal. And look what happened to most of those, a lot of those artists. It was an amazing time. It was like, and it was good training because you had to go in and read the music and make the product sound really real. Uh, make sure that they, you know, when you sang about a McDonald's hamburger, it had to sound like you loved it. So. <laughs> So we did, we did it, and and it was it was a wonderful time. It was very a uh, lot of activity, and uh, Madison Avenue was hot, and uh, New York was very hot with commercials. It was the number one uh, jingle producing area in the country, besides Chicago and of course L.A. and uh, Nashville. That was pretty cool. I want to give a shout out and there's a reason why and then we're going to have you tell us what's happening uh, because I I don't want to forget to talk about that because I think that's incredible. But I want to give a shout out, guys. Um, I want to say hello to everyone in the chat room again and Bill's in the chat room. Hello to you, Bill. But here's here's the thing. Um, Everyone knows um, the owners, Angel and Steve. Steve's home from the hospital. He's doing well. He did an hour of his show. And his mom passed away. So rest in peace to his mom. I want everyone to keep them both in your prayers, please. Um, And one more thing, Babalu. Everyone in the chat room knows Babalu is always the first one there front and center. 
He's not there today, which worries me. So everybody lift up Babalu in your prayers, okay? I'm really a little concerned right now. I hope he's okay and just super crazy busy, okay? Love you all. So now, Ron, tell tell us what's happening with what we were talking about prior. Well, lots of things are happening. Actually, um, there's a possibility of the Happy Together Tour putting on some dates this year. And uh, I am honored to be uh, the lead singer of The Turtles. I've done it for two seasons, and it was just great. We've done about 120 shows. And uh, this year, we had to push back our our June uh, start because of the COVID, of course, and the venues taking, you know, precautions. But there's a good possibility that uh, late July and August, uh, we'll be adding shows again. And uh, hopefully, we'll get down to Florida and, and, uh, you know, uh, the, the East Coast, the Midwest, uh, it, it's looking pretty interesting, but I was great. I was uh, the original. Uh, uh, I was the opening act for the Happy Together tour in, in 2017, and uh, then they asked me to. The next year, they said, "Well, could you come back and be the lead of the Turtles?" And uh, Howard and uh, and Mark, the, the original guys, uh, wanted me to come do it. So uh, it was it was a great honor to be asked. And boy, it's so great to be able to sing their hits. I I I love those songs, and uh, actually Howard. Our Kaylin and I have similar voices in the range and stuff, so uh, I had a lot of fun learning Happy Together and She'd Rather Be With Me, all, all the great turtle hits. Of course, in the show, I do my own, uh, a couple of my hits sometimes, so it, it, it's really a fun thing. So hopefully people look look it up and see if uh, their area will have the Happy Together tour this, later this summer. Well, would you give us a couple lines of Happy Together, acapella? Yeah. <laughs> 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 There's no echo. There's no band. You know, it's 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 a cold uh, vocal. But I can do. Imagine me and you. I do. I think about you day and night. It's only right to think about the girl you love and hold her tight. So happy together. Come on. <laughs> I mean, come on. This is Ron Dante of the Archies, and you're listening to Ken Kojak on 60s Review Jukebox on Remember Then Radio. Just gave your shout out from Ron to Ken Kojak, baby. That was so cool, Ron. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. All right. Wow. Okay. So now. Um, I just want to be very professional now and talk about the next song. So we're going to be playing the leader of the laundromat um, by the detergents because Ken Kojak cannot wait to hear this song. So here we go. Is he really going out with her? I don't know. Look, here he comes now. Let's ask him. Hey, Murray, is it true Betty's wearing your ring? Who's that banging on the piano? I don't know. You going out with her tonight? You bet your fur. By the way, where'd you meet her? I met her one day at the laundromat. She turned around and smiled at me. You get the picture? Yes, we see. And that's when I fell in love with the leader of the laundromat. My folks were always putting her down. Sad. I got a date tonight with the leader of the laundromat. 
Kojak, 
Well, you know, Paul Vance and Lee Pockris not only wrote Itsy Bitsy, not only wrote the laundromat song, but wrote for, for Perry Cuomo, Catch a Falling Star. I mean, so this guy did, you know, you know, songs of different type of, of genres. And then, I, and then again, we'll talk about going to the coupling song. Again, they wrote the coupling song, which we'll talk about later. But I understand that Paul Vance, uh, from what I understand, uh, a friend of mine lives right near him in, in Florida, that he's got Alzheimer's disease. Oh, oh I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. He was a, he's a brilliant guy and uh, loves his horses and uh, loves the music business, and it was a big part of the music business. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, I hope, I hope they, they, they've got lots of good medicines now and uh, treatments for this kind of thing to help the brain. So, so I hope you'll be very comfortable and, uh, and mm. you're okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Awesome. Definitely. Wow. So, yeah. um, do you want to talk a little bit about the cufflinks first, Kojak, before we play this, and then we'll have Ron talk about the song? Well, the, the, the cufflinks, you know, this, this was a group, uh, from what I understand, Ron, that really didn't, it was a studio group. It didn't go out, out on tour, uh, okay, but, it, but Ron had the number one song in 69, and he had the number nine song also in 69 with, with another group on the call that called the Cufflinks. And we're talking about the Cufflinks. We're talking about another song that was written by Paul Vance and, and Lee Pockris. And, uh, yeah, it's just a great, great, uh, 69 type of song. And you just got to get up and chew your bubble gum and start dancing to this song. It's just, a, just a great, great, uh, great, great song. Those writers were hit writers, and uh, and uh, Lee Park was a great. Parkers was a great arranger. You mm. listen to his arrangement on that; it's it's subtle where it has to be, and then it gets big in the middle section with the horns and stuff and the key. You know, there are three key changes in that song. Which, mm. For the for the average musician, that's a lot of key changes. Sugar Sugar had three chords. Oh. Tracy had like twenty. Yeah. It kept changing keys. And uh, and it kept getting better and better as the song went along. So uh, I always liked Tracy. I love the name. And when they played it for me, I said, "Well, you know, I'll put together a background group sound on it. I'll do all the voices. I'll multi-track my voice and make up three or four different vocal parts behind the lead." So I did right. That, that you, see, you see that Jersey Jewel? He yeah, did all the voices. That's right. crazy to me. Yeah. Oh, the guy is multi-talented, and you, you, you're talking about a song which was one of the very first songs when I got my license a year earlier, when I got the blue card, because I was, I'm turning 18 in 1970, but 1969, my parents uh, gave me a little surprise and let me take driver's education the year before. So that's, I, I got into my 1966 Pontiac Bonneville and turned on the radio and Tracy came on, one of the very first songs, that song and, and, um, the other, the other song is by, um, oh man, I just, uh, I got a brain freeze. But, uh, anyway, oh, the, uh, nope, I forgot it. <laughs> the most important, Tracy, 1969, put, put on my radio in the car and, you know, drove along to that great, great song. Here we go, guys. Let's play it. Tracy. Ba, 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 ba. Ba, 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 ba. 
can you do? Bounces me off the ceiling, Tracy, day after day. When you're this way, I get a loving feeling. Come with me. Bob Kulik from The Happenings is also listening. Yes, yes, hello. Um, so, Tracy, a lot of girls were named Tracy that year, baby? I think so. I think before that record came out, there weren't that many girls named Tracy. But afterwards, I think a lot of babies were named Tracy because it's such a cool name. Yeah. And uh, I get a lot of Tracys at my show. Uh, girls come over for uh, autographs and things. They say, I was named after your record. That is so cool. Do you get photos with them and stuff? I would hang them on the Wall of Fame, the Tracy Wall of Fame. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> so. Yeah, Tracy, Tracy, I tried to do the backgrounds like the Grassroots or the Buckinghams or, or the, uh, you know, the Turtles. I wanted a lot of ba-ba-ba's in it. I thought that, was, that, would, that would really help the sound, especially since we had these great horn sections playing along in the middle of the record. Uh, Lee Parker's did a great job on that arrangement. Just beautiful. So oh, yeah, cool. definitely. Oh, my gosh, so cool. So, Ron, I have a question for you. I'd love to ask all my entertainers this. Um, who have you, who influenced you, if any, and who have you met that, you know, was part of your upbringing with music, and who haven't you met that you would have liked to have met? Well, Elvis was my first inspiration. I love you more! Go ahead. <laughs> that, that that really got me going. I, I became a huge fan of Elvis. I bought his single. I played the first one, Heartbreak Hotel and Don't Be Cruel, to death on my 45 a record player. So he was the very first. But, of course, there were other people at the time. The Everly Brothers were a big influence on my vocals and my harmonies because they always sang in thirds. They always had the, those harmonies going. So I kind of sang one part with them, and then next time... I, I, you know, I listened to Dream, and I'd sing the second part of it, and that was my, that was a big influence early on, and uh, of course I love Chuck Berry and you know, the the other rock and roll R and B people. Fats Domino was a big influence, 
so I, I love those old records, and uh, I was just a little kid, you know, I was like 11 years old or something. But in the early 60s, the, of course, uh, the Beatles and the Beach Boys really uh, influenced my songwriting and, and my production, where I was going as an artist. Uh, they were very, you know, Four Seasons were very, very important in, in the way Bob Crew produced all their records. It was, he was a genius at production. I love the falsetto sound of Frankie Valley. I just I love that sound with all the harmonies. So those were the big influences, and uh, they stayed with me. Uh, you know, I, I, I loved doo-wop. Growing up in, in the 60s, uh, 50s, actually, as a teenager, I was a big fan of doo-wop mu- you know, music, uh, the a cappella stuff and the, the street co- streetlight harmonies type of thing. Uh, the Elegons, who had a big hit called Star, one of them actually worked for my dad. And, mm. he, and he took me to my first session, uh, Vito Pacone and uh, Jimmy Michella. Uh, they, they took me to my very first uh, recording session. And I got to see how magic was made. And that kicked off. I was only 14 when I saw that session. And that was in my direction. Yes, Staten Island, New York. Yes, a, a hubbub, hubbub of great, great uh, musicians and, and clubs to play in. And a real appreciation of music there. Of course, we were just a hop, skip, and a jump from Manhattan. Just mm. on the Staten Island Ferry, and there you were. Uh, there you are in Manhattan, where you could actually visit the great uh, buildings, the Brill Building and 60 mm. Broadway. All those buildings, you could actually go up there and, and, and audition for people. So it was a great, great to be born in Staten Island. Yeah, and uh, Jerry. Yes. Okay, just to let you know, it'll make you feel better. Okay. okay? At Ron Dante, I hope you won't mind me saying this, that his real name is Carmine John. Benito. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Right? Very, I love very it. Very Italian. I love very it. Italian. Yeah, Carmine. Uh, <laughs> are you going to be a drummer or, or, or in the mafia? I so love I, it. I changed, I changed my name at about 14 because everybody, all the other singers were changing names. Bobby Rydell, Frankie Avalon, you know, <laughs> Lou Christie. Everybody was assuming a pop name, you know, and, and it became them. It became me. Uh, so, yeah. but, it was, but it was great. I had lots of family in Staten Island that I'm still proud of. Well, I right, want... right. isn't one of them uh, Nicky Sticks from the Fireflies? I think he's a second cousin. He? Yeah, he's definitely a second cousin. Yep, yep. He came in my show on Monday, Nicky Sticks. Yeah, he's a Very good guy. cool. Well, I want to yeah. I want to give a shout out to Elvis, of course, since he was the first one you mentioned, and I did not know that we did not talk about this prior. And everyone out there knows what a huge Elvis fan I am. And Kojak did an interview on me, and it was all about Elvis during his birthday, and it was an amazing show. But I still have his ticket, unfortunately, framed in my Elvis room because I never made the concert. He died. I was sixteen. He died before the show. But I did get to interview his nurse Marion, and I got interviewed by George Klein years ago at Graceland. And I'm going to be meeting Priscilla, so she knows me. She knows who I am now. So that's all pretty cool. That's all pretty oh, cool. Oh, so. it, it, was, it was the basis of um, so much rock and roll that came. Without Elvis, there would be no Beatles. There would be no the one. Beatles, the, Be- the Beatles were really for Elvises. Yes. That's what they were going for, you know, yes. and, and it worked. And, and of it course, they were, geniuses. they were geniuses, but Elvis was the source. So I have a surprise from Elvis for you then. Here we go. Thank you for listening. I'd like to wish you a Merry Christmas and a wonderful New Year. Silent night. Oh.
just a little Elvis so wow this is such a really great interview and I am on cloud nine Ron Dante you are incredible Kojak you know how I feel about you baby who loves you baby I don't want to take off my mask and hug you one day that's right soon I hope soon I hope so why don't we play this and then we're going to talk about it this is the surprise Um, so we're going to play this So, um, actually, we might, I'm not sure. Okay, so, Ron, tell everyone about this, and then I know we have to let you go in a minute, so just tell everyone about that. Sure, that was the theme from a TV show I did the music for called The Amazing Chan and the Chan Clan, which was the first Asian-American cartoon show on CBS, Saturday mornings. And again, Don Kirshner was the guy who asked me to write the songs and produce the records, and and do the soundtrack, and I had the great opportunity to write with uh, a great lyricist named Howard Greenfield, who had written Love Will Keep Us Together, and all the Neil Sedaka hits. Oh, yeah. So, so Howard was a great lyricist for that. We wrote 10 great songs for it, and it was on it, and it got a lot of attention, 
And uh, 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 Charlie Chan was this great uh, legendary character in literature and films. And uh, he had a, a group of kids that were his kids that had a band. So the band would sing a song in each show. And uh, it was really cool to see it. Uh, and have fun writing the songs for it because I could, how he came up with some great titles like Number One Son and uh, Undercover Man and I Got the Goods on You, all things that have to do with being a detective. So uh, it was a lot of fun to do that show. So I want to say my thank yous to you. I know you have to go. Um, I want to say thank you so much. You made my day. I mean, come on. How, how is this even possible? How did this happen that I got to interview my sugar, sugar guy? Okay, Ron, I absolutely love you. You're incredible. Ron Dante, everyone. Sugar, sugar. The best of the best. Thank you, guys. It was great being here. We'll have to do it again. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ron. Bye-bye, guys. Bye, sweetie. Bye. Now, now we're going to continue for a few minutes. We can continue for a few minutes, but I'm going to be honest. Something just happened. I thought I had, they're playing our song. I went to grab it in queue, and it disappeared. Oh, okay. I do want to mention that in 1978, Ron Dante and Jane Gaynor were the producers of the Broadway play at the Schubert Theater, Ain't Misbehaving, right? But right in that same time period, from 1973 to 81, Ron Dante produced the first nine albums for Barry Manilow and often often sang back back you know back up vocals to tourist songs including Mandy in nineteen seventy four. That's pretty cool. So Kojak, tell tell everyone out there, listen, anything else there is that you want to tell them about this guy. Well Ron is one of the nicest entertainers, singers in this business. He's like the guy next door. He's so such positive guy, always with a smile on his face, just a loving, loving man. And um, I'm lost for words. He's just, just, just a wonderful, wonderful human being that's very approachable. When a fan comes over, he'll sign an autograph, he'll take a picture, you know, just, just a, a loving, loving guy. And... Um, what can I say? Just we, we're just privileged uh, to have him on this uh, on your show now, right now, and I was privileged to interview him uh, on my show and playing all his great music. Just, just wonderful, wonderful guy. Well, I'm super honored that you introduced me to him. So I want to say thank you for that. Absolutely. Um, God bless. I mean, this is unbelievable. You know what's so funny? I I actually was laughing with him on the phone because every single time I had to talk to him, I would say, hi, sugar, sugar. And he would laugh. And I'm like, I know you think I'm a nut job, right? I said, but I can't help myself with that. (laughs) Yeah, well, he's he's really, really a down-to-earth, loving, loving man. Well... I want to say thank you to everyone out there listening. I want to say everyone, thank you to everyone hanging out in the chat room. I want to say my thanks again, of course, to RTR for this great platform. Thank you to you again, Kojak, man. I love you. This was such a great interview, baby. You know, um, but let's close the show out with Sugar Sugar. I mean, come on, we had to. (laughs) Here we go, guys.
Just you girl. 